0: Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now, on with the show. Right, and welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake along with uh, Pastor Joey Hill and uh, Student Pastor Worship Pastor Mr. Matt Ragsdale. Uh, welcome, you guys. Y'all good? Yeah. Today is Thursday, December 8th. So we need to apologize to you guys. We got Sunday Gravy out a little bit late this week, uh, had a lot going on, but um, you guys had a good week so far. Yeah. We never, am I missing you? I don't have you. Try that now.
1: Check. There There you go.
0: Sorry, I had the wrong fader up. That was my fault.
1: Some people may wish they had that little option on Sunday morning. I bet. Turn Joey
0: down. (laughs) I bet you were thinking, man, I'm way lower than normal. (laughs) Sorry. That was my fault. Um, But, yeah, so we, we got busy the first part of this week and weren't able to get the podcast out as normal, but we're not missing it. We're coming to you guys. So, yeah, this is the first time we've recorded one right after a Wednesday night, though. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. And I was
2: just going to say, I am a whole nother level of exhausted today. (laughs) We go all out on Wednesday nights, man. We go all out. What day
0: are you not exhausted?
2: That's true. I need to take my vitamins. No,
0: let's talk about the elephant in the room. (laughs) There is not one. Yeah, there
2: is. Yeah, there
0: is. (laughs) As much as he's fought it. Yeah. And raged war against it for since the day he got married. Mm Mm-hmm. Matt Ragsdale is now a dog person. <laughs> is that why you're exhausted? Yeah. But no, here and here's what I'm gonna call out. Cause he how much did he tell us how bad of an idea a dog was? Oh, he fought yeah. against it. Oh. He talked about it so much. And then I don't know if it was Facebook or if it was Instagram. <laughs> this guy, this guy puts out a picture of his dog riding shotgun beside him. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: have y'all seen that commercial where the guy does that with the dog? He picks the the kids want a stray dog, and he's like, "Oh no, this is stupid." And then by the end of the commercial, the kids are having to ride in the back because the dog's riding shotgun. Yeah, cut yeah. To,
0: cut to the montage of him running through the park with his yeah. dog. So, hold on, I'm not done. Uh, <laughs> so, am I going to get a chance to explain yeah, myself? Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. Well, okay. First off, when you. <laughs> he left here one day to make sure that dog got to his, his vet visit on time and to, at, you know, whatever. Mm. And then, but you're the one who chose to document it on yeah. social media, Yeah. which means you are a dog person. <laughs> now, you, there is no, you could have just as easily, because whoever in your life that you told that you were taking the dog to the vet, which was us, we knew we didn't care. like, <laughs> And you knew we didn't care. <laughs> So, if you told your wife, you could have easily taken that picture and text it to her. I did. If you told your mother, <laughs> you could have easily taken that picture and text it to her. But you chose to put that on social media. For all to see. For all of the world to see, which means it is... It, it, it is irrefutable yeah. that you are now a dog that, that's person. Me, I'm well,
1: wondering what his explanation is going to be. It's like, yeah. I think
0: you
2: just need to just... So go ahead and give us your meaningless so, excuse. So, <laughs> um, so was, it, was it Monday? No, it was Tuesday. I don't
0: know. You know why? Because I didn't care. <laughs> um,
2: so he is a miniature golden doodle, so he has to be groomed like every he has to be be. yes they have to be (laughs) they told us
0: that about our miniature maltese that we had that was hypoallergenic as well he has to be groomed (laughs) he went a long time without (laughs) getting groomed because he no shave
1: november all year long
2: i mean it was
0: bad it was bad his eyes would get all
2: anyway (laughs) well so and he's still a puppy so we're trying to get him used to you know seeing a groomer and all that kind of stuff well so his first trip up there um, did not go well. Yeah. I got a phone call, and I had to go pick him up because he would not let anybody touch him. Um, mm-hmm. He's got some like detachment. you know, Tiffany
1: had to get called out of the staff meeting because her kid had was acting up at daycare.
2: <laughs> 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 this is a. Uh, but right, anyway, go ahead. So so they rescheduled him again for this week and wanted me to come in with him mm-hmm. to. And so, because literally like when I walked in the door last time to pick him up, like he was a completely different dog, p- totally fine. So they asked me to come back Daddy. with him. So that's what I was doing. And it was not easy. Okay. It was a struggle holding him down and letting the groomer. So I was like, man, like you look good with your bandana on and all that. I, I feel like I've earned, oh, no. <laughs> I've earned this. I hate so I'm all I did not know about the band. You know, well that's why I posted the picture because they they given they had given him a bandana. You to just wear. told us why you posted the picture. And well because yeah. you were a proud papa Look <laughs> at <Get> my
1: kid.
2: <laughs> and uh anyways. <laughs> I
0: still haven't heard the explanation. <laughs> there's yet. not so, one. There's not one. So there's a lot of talking. But I'm not hearing. Him. Well, here here it is. In those here's, thirty seconds before when I was talking, I nailed him to the floor.
2: No, 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 no. So <laughs> he here, still ain't got up yet. So, so sewed the, his head to the carpet. <laughs> so here is the explanation. Genuinely. Okay. Um, my wife does not interact on social media at all. Okay. She she has never posted. Or I'm pretty sure she's never even liked a post. So you're posting it for her. So I'm posting things for her. That's what you're going, going with. That's so, what you're going with. So all of the students, of course, follow me, and of course, all the girls are like, "Oh, you gotta like yeah. keep us updated with the dog." So that's what I was doing. I was I was okay. putting that out there for them.
1: I'm not sure which one takes your manhood more. <laughs> Just that is a yeah. cute picture. By it by is. The way. It is a cute picture. That's a cute kid you got there.
0: But anyways, so he's a dog person now. Because well, t- here's my year, question. One year ago today, if I would have showed him that picture and be like, "Look at this! Look, uh, my cousin took their dog to the groomer, and the <laughs> that's done. Right that's exactly what he said. <laughs> that's he dumb. Was like, that's, that's dumb. dumb. Don't that dog look cute? No, it looks stupid. That's what he would say. <laughs> He's a dog I, person. I
1: have a question. Let's just say we were to have the Christmas staff party at your house.
2: Yeah. Is, be a nightmare, there,
1: is there a framed picture already? <laughs> no,
2: there's not. There's not. No. Did you? Are y'all doing a Christmas card with y'all? $100? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I don't not. believe you. We're really not.
0: Um, There'll be Such an Instagram post. No, I. There was going to be an Instagram post until now. There.
2: <laughs> no, it, just, there, it can't handle it. There is okay. So there is a misconception, and maybe. I have deceived myself. I grew up with pets. I grew up with a dog and cats in the house, so I'm not like anti-animals. I just knew, like, once we g- once we go down that road, there's no turning back for being cherished, and so that's why I was just like, oh, I really don't want to, like, trying to put it off as long as I could, but here we are. There is turning back.
0: I'm proof <laughs> of that. They just got to, you know, there's hope. Something's got to Something.
2: happen to them. Unfortunately, mm. well, that, that that would be heartbreaking. Yeah, for mm-hmm. you, if you if that <laughs> dog leaves, you might as well take cherish with him. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: you're saying cherish would choose the dog over you.
2: <sighs> she tells She'd him complicate. that she loves him a lot. She would hesitate. <laughs> Is that what
1: you're saying? She
0: Anything else happen happened interesting for you guys this past week? No. Mm -hmm. Y'all both lead pretty boring lives. Hey, uh,
2: actually, um, something really cool, uh, which I put this out on Facebook yesterday, but we got to feed the middle school first priority. Um, They had a little over 100 kids show up and we fed them jacks and uh, the gospel was shared and five kids gave their life to Jesus. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was awesome. You need a... (laughs) Sorry. You need a...
0: I have an applause somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, I sure do. (laughs) <laughs> it's awesome. I uh, I was trying to think of a funny joke to make about like what kind of biscuit they must have given them or something like that. But yeah. then I mm. couldn't think of anything I was happy with. But it's
2: so funny watching middle schoolers walk up to get a biscuit because it's like they have the eyes of like, can I take five? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, Especially middle school one? boys. Well,
0: they look at you like, can I have one at all? Yeah. And then if I get one can i get two Can I get three can i get seven and so that's where high schoolers don't even ask yeah yeah they just walk in and grab they don't say whose is this or anything they just go if it's sitting there it's free game free game yeah i I will
1: say something that's kind of odd but plays off of that is now that was real like five kids yeah fully surrendered to christ well in our project 28 class last night We are in that point. It was actually the final class, so congrats to all those guys that may be listening Um, over over a year now. Mm -hmm. They've been going through Project 28, so they'll be graduating next Wednesday. But the last class is I have a fake person on a cell phone halfway across the country. It could be halfway across the country. It could be halfway around the world, or it could be in the very next room. And they don't know. But the whole point of the exercise was to, I create a storyline. And this per, and in this case, this person's dad was in a bad car wreck. They're not giving him much time to live. And so we're texting with the daughter about, you know, how much we're praying for her and mm-hmm. th- that kind of thing. But then as well, we're trying to find a way to share the gospel because yeah. this girl is lost. And so the class, it's an exercise. It's all fake. I'm just telling y'all, it's all fake. And so we're walking through this and, and like we're waiting for her to respond back to whatever we texted. And of course, I can't text unless I have 18 people in this room all agree yeah. on this. So I will type something out and I, they can see it up on the TV and I'll type something out and they're like, no. And like, your wife is the worst one. She's well, in that class.
0: She, she, uh, last night she was making fun of you typing. Uh, yes. she was making fun of you typing cause she said that <laughs> she was like imitating. You. She's like, say that again.
2: <laughs> what, what? So, and I, I went uh, have to
1: delete. I, I mean, I copied and pasted, deleted, mm-hmm re rewrote it for about a hundred times it would take us at least 10 15 minutes to send that text mm. and then we'd send it and then we'd have to and then of course my person was taking forever to hit us back i don't know if it was cell service or whatever but yeah anyway it took the whole class but it was so funny because we were like we had we had 15 minutes and we had people in there going y'all look we got to get this girl saved in 15 minutes because uh, i'm not going home until this girl's saved like that <laughs> and and i'm telling you we went back and forth back and forth It was one minute left, and she gave us the green light. Like we had gotten it to the point to where she was like, "Yes, I'd like to know more." And so we started typing. And and uh, and everybody was like, "Tell her this. Make sure she knows she's a sinner." And (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, and I told you, I got eighteen people—people who can't even see, you know—in the back of the room have already slid their chairs up front. Like it's like a mosh pit now Hmm. around this TV. And I'm texting and going away. And I'm telling you, when that girl finally said yes. The entire class erupted in full cheers. Like, <laughs> and I wanted to go. This is fake. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fake. That's funny.
0: So anyway, all right. Well, uh, I have one for you today. Actually, Matt has one for us, so. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy. Say what. i fade off quick, so here we go. Mm. Matt sent me this one a few days ago. You remember this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mississippi golfer allegedly bit off man's nose in a fight over their game. <laughs> Let me read it again.
1: <laughs> no, I heard it the first time. I-,
0: <laughs> I wanted a genuine response. Mississippi golfer allegedly bit off man's nose in a fight over their game, their golf game. So, do you want to respond or do you want I, me to read? I just I
1: just want to say this. I am more shocked at the fact that how I'm not shocked,
0: yeah
2: like well, it is Mississippi. Well, I mean <laughs> Do you want me to read?
1: Yeah, I uh, mean, if a boxer's ear can be bit off, I mean, yeah. come on all
2: right
0: a, yeah. Missi- a Mississippi man is accused of biting off the nose of another man after an argument on the golf course. I'm not going to say his name. Should I say his name? I mean, it's public, it's public. knowledge. I just don't want to say his name. I Do just we feel him? like things are going bad for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be guilty of piling on We know it. No, we don't know him. <laughs> I, I thought this was about to get serious. <laughs> his name's Mark. Let's call him Marky why, Mark.
1: Why, why are you afraid to say his name?
0: Okay. I don't know. I just okay. feel like he, he's getting a lot of bad publicity right now, and this is just, you know what I mean? <laughs> and all just, of our listeners. Yeah, you know, just millions. Okay. His name's Mark Wells. Mark Wells 51 is facing a felony mm. mayhem charge. I've never heard of a mayhem. Mayhem. Char- <laughs> is that like an all state <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> felony mayhem charge after the November 28th incident. So this is recent police said that officer officers responded to a complaint of assault in the parking lot of the Hollywood casino around 9 30 PM upon arrival. A victim was discovered with a disfiguring facial injury. <laughs> ah, man, this is bad. Uh, Bay St. Louis Police Department Police Chief Toby Schwartz said in in a news release. (laughs) Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. All I could think about was the office when I read Toby Schwartz. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you the way that you are, Toby? There's no way I can work with somebody (laughs) named Toby. Anyway, the investigation determined that the suspect, Mark Wells, bit the nose off of the victim. According to the police chief, prior to the attack, Wells got into an argument with the victim over their golf game. At nearby Bridges Golf Course, the argument continued throughout the day amongst several of the golf golf participants until it culminated in the casino parking lot. <laughs> Wells allegedly. Well, that okay, explains a lot. This is the part that kind of rubs <laughs> me the wrong way. All right. Wells allegedly fled the scene in a dark colored Tesla, but he returned two days later to to turn himself in. Like, why would they have to? I mean, why,
1: why? Why does it matter what kind of car?
0: I know if he's already been if he's already turned himself in. Yeah. Like, why are you telling us what kind of car he left in? Yeah. I feel like... Because
1: all Tesla drivers...
0: I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that was a shot at EV drivers. Mm. If you drive an EV, you're more likely to buy someone's <laughs> nose, nose off. In a golf game <laughs> at a casino resort.
2: <laughs> I mean, talk about letting something fester all day long. So, here's my question.
0: <laughs> like, I'm going to come at you. This shows you how much... <laughs> Mouth I'd, open. This
1: is going to show you how much I don't pay attention when you're reading. Okay. Uh, are they in the same... Golf group? Apparently. Or are they yeah, in I don't separate know. I mean, golf it, it
0: actually doesn't say that. It oh, just, okay. But
1: like, anyway. how, it, it, the only way they could be all day pestering each other is if they're in the same foursome or yeah. they're behind, you know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe because a lot of times on, in golf, what happens is a group behind you gets mad because you're going slow and they will push you by hitting a golf ball near you and they won't even say four, you know, it's like,
0: well, they were arguing all day though. So that apparently they were together. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But that's like, what, I meant they were together like after the match is what I'm saying. Yeah. Cause they were arguing. It said they were arguing amongst the participants all day. So you want my best guess? It yeah. doesn't say this in any of the articles. There's about, you can find this in like 30 different places right now. It's all over the web, but if I had to guess, they were either playing in a tournament and there was some dispute over something mm. involving the tournament, so it got competitive is what I mean, or it, it let me just say this, it got competitive. Otherwise why yeah, why do you care? Yeah. Well, and if it's at so, like a
1: casino resort, I'm going to assume there's probably money involved. That's
0: what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Either it was a tournament or it was a bet. They had bet yeah. on the golf game. Okay. They had wagered. That's that's my I'm that's an assumption there, but yeah. I don't see how I could miss like cuz evidently it got competitive and then there was an argument and then one of them decided, I'll settle this argument. <laughs> I'll bite your nose off.
2: Yeah. I wonder if that was anything like the, did y'all hear about the the golf tournament from, it happened in Alabama this past weekend where it was a four man scramble tournament and one, one, one of the groups shot a 46.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And they found out they had cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you know that one of our church members played in that tournament? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm Mm hmm. Yep. Hmm. Shout out to Eli Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he played in that tournament. How about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, they so, shot a
2: they claimed they shot a 46. That's birdieing and eagling almost every hole.
0: Yeah, they had two back-to-back par 5s where they got so it. So how do you prove that they cheated? Where they Cuz you've been in
1: those tournaments before. There's no way to prove it.
0: They had they had two back-to-back par 5s where they had double eagles. Mm. So that yeah. means they hold it out from the fairway, two holes in a row. Had a hole in one on a par four.
2: Yeah, that's...
1: <laughs> you know it would be pressure if they made them do it again? Or at least, like, proved to us you that you're that good. If
0: you can get within six strokes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be...
1: Like, we know you're not going to do as good because we're watching, but... Yeah. <laughs> you got to be... If you're that good, you're at least going to be close. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm just trying to figure out the whole fighting thing. Like... What kind of fighting technique requires biting well, off a man's nose? Yeah,
0: that's what I would be wondering. Is like at what point? That's do you some say, grappling. Here's my strategy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Here, some grappling. Like, is that a
1: rule in the UFC? Like you don't bite people's nose and ears. You I can't mean, bite. You can't bite.
0: Mm-mm. You can't bite. I mean, there's there's a handful of things that you can't do. You right. Know? Um, that, but actually, all the way back to the original UFC when they didn't wear gloves, like you could do all sorts of stuff then that you can't do now but the in the original the, the the there were very very few rules but i remember you couldn't gouge eyes and you couldn't bite but you could do like pretty much anything else you could hit hmm. the back of the head which yeah. now you can't do you can't hit somebody like if you get somebody on the ground yeah. like hit the back of their head you couldn't right. you couldn't do that in the original and in the original, you could do full on like growing strikes, <laughs> like kick, punch, whatever.
1: This is like football days without
0: face masks. Like, that was, it that was, that was brutal. Like those original UFCs, yeah. you could only watch them by getting them on VHS after right. the fact. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> anyway,
1: but I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, if, if you've resorted to biting, that means you're out of, you're out of moves. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Either that or the guy, you were about to go down, the guy had you in a hold and there was nothing you could do and you could get your mouth to his
0: nose. I think it was just an instinctual thing. I think probably. <sighs> what? What I mean is like, because <laughs> you can imagine like, you know, <laughs> it, whatever. It's like a huge percentage of street fights end up on the ground. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, high eighties or ninety percent of them right. end up on the ground, right? So essentially, if someone doesn't knock somebody unconscious with the first punch, the fight's going to the ground eventually.
1: It's more of a wrestling match at that point, yeah,
0: and that's why jujitsu is the superior Let's martial art. So, so it's
1: botting noses part no, of jujitsu.
0: So, but what I'm saying is, I think at some point they wound up in a clinch. You know, like two guys start swinging. Well, what's your instinct if somebody's swinging at you to grab their arms? Yeah. So you end up in a clinch. And when you end up in a clinch, then at that point, you've got to decide, do I go to the ground? Do I not? And I don't know if they did or not, but then there, there's only a few options if you're both in a clinch and you're both unskilled, you know, when, mm-hmm. it, com- when it comes to grappling, if you're both unskilled, which I'm guessing they probably are because Mm. that's the vast majority of people. And so they probably wound up in a clinch. Neither one knew what to do. So either they went to the ground or a lot of times people, people's instinct in that scenario would be to headbutt because your arms are tied up, my arms are tied up. And so one of them decided, I'm afraid that'll hurt my head. So I'll just, the only other weapon that I have at my disposal is my teeth. Mm. And they went in and bit nose. That happens more than you think.
2: Hmm.
0: Now, not to the extent. I mean, I could of, understand biting an arm, making somebody release, or right. But that hap- it happens more than people think. That people use their teeth as a weapon.
1: I just wonder if there's a technique that teaches your mouth as another weapon.
0: Well, I think you know, in a in a real street fight where you— no holds bar, you feel like it's life or death kind of thing. Yeah. Then yeah, you might be surprised what people would do.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true. Anyway. Wow.
0: But I, I don't know if I'm never leading with that. Like, I'm never going to, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, I'm guess but that's my guess is well, that they wound have, up in a clinch and either face to face or on the ground face to face. Yeah. And he just thought, I'm going to hurt this
1: guy. I wonder what those stats are on criminal activity or like fights or things like that where how many times cops have been called to golf courses. Because golf is not really one of those sports it's actually one of those where you actually have to relax in order to be good at it. Like mm-hmm. you have to, re- you know what I'm saying? Like you have to clear the mechanism and I don't know, like my favorite line in golf is, and I just do this about every, i say this every time I make a swing is I'm not good enough to get mad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not good enough to get mad at this game. I'm not going to swing a club into the trees, you yeah. know, or into the lake.
0: Mine is always, you know what your problem after a guy hits a bad shot, you know what your problem is, don't you? what you're standing too close to the ball and then they say <laughs> oh i knew it i knew i was standing close to the ball and then you wait a second let them vent and then you say after you hit it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway. so
1: the entire guy's nose like the whole nose or is it just part of they didn't nose.
0: provide a picture oh, okay. but <laughs> but it says bit his nose off
1: man you know who i'm thinking of i don't know why but i just got an image of like the villain in the original Captain America.
0: I'm thinking of Voldemort from Harry Potter.
1: Oh, same. Oh. Yeah.
0: All right. I, you know, the guy whose name I shouldn't have said. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this makes me think about? What? Christmas message. Oh. <laughs> so
1: true, <laughs> man.
0: So Sunday, it's <laughs> <we's, laughs> my professional segue. Sunday, we mm. started a new series, Christmas Sunday, which will last. Uh, this past Sunday and this and this Sunday. So it'll be two weeks because then the following Sunday we'll be into, we'll have our uh, kids' Christmas play. Mm. But um, I don't have a lot of notes because a lot of what you did Sunday. Yeah. And so I don't know what you want to share. I was just going to kind of let you run with it. But mm. I know we were in 2 Corinthians. We are in 2 yeah. Corinthians chapter 4. But a lot of what you shared to start with was a lot of um, Christmas historical background right
1: yeah exactly just kind of where christmas came from and and that
0: was that was probably half of the time at least i would say
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so i didn't know what of any of that that you might want to share because that's kind of what i did is i just made a big heading note because once you got into all that it was like man if i start making notes of every bit of this 'Cause sometimes I make notes on my phone and I think I've said this before. If anybody ever sees me typing on my phone sitting in the service, I'm making notes of the message. <laughs> I'm not texting, <laughs> I promise you. So I always get self conscious about that. But like mm-hmm. I don't wanna write it down because then if I write it because for my purposes I need it on my computer and so if I write it down then I have to type it again, you know? So yeah. it's it's just easier to go ahead and just type it in as a note on my phone, which is available on my laptop right. when I open it. So
1: Right. Well, I, I think I think what what was the true inspiration behind this particular message was just a just a constant um or barrage of people, Christians, who are like, I really struggle with Christmas because it's got such a so many ties to paganism, mm-hmm. you know, yeah and everything. And and that just kind of motivated me to go into mm-hmm you know a little bit of you know christmas history you know where did it come from you know it you know yes it does have ties to pagan festivals and that kind of thing but that that kind of you know i think for a lot of people that enjoyed the message the feedback was i didn't really know where that came from and so that was neat like i didn't know that about the mistletoe or i didn't know that about you know the yule yule tide you know, and all that stuff, you know? So, so it was a lot of, a lot of that. And, um, um, of course I got, you know, which guys I'm talking about when I started talking about Norse mythology and boy, that got them fired up and everything. But, um, um, especially with the whole God of war coming out, (laughs) that is so huge y'all. By the way, do y'all not think, think Greek mythology is taking over American culture? Really? With oh. all the Thor stuff and Odin, and they were, I mean... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think... Like, I I, mean, my that, kids' that I was, was not just... watching a dude play. What's what's the the guy that everybody watches on YouTube play video games, and it's got him Ninja? up in the right-hand corner? Yeah, is it Ninja?
0: Is that his name?
2: That place. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Nowadays. African-American guy? No.
1: Okay. He's, I, I can't, he's I hilarious, by the way. But man, just kids will sit there for an hour and yeah. watch him play God of War, and really, and, and react to the whole storyline and everything and stuff. That's weird. But it's uh, but it's all like, but it's like, uh, what is what is uh, Thor's brother's name? Kratos or Loki? No, Loki is in it too, but his, his he has a different name. And then there was another name, Kratos, or I can't remember. But anyway, I don't know. I'm just saying, like I think it's. But when I said Norse mythology and got into a lot of the Vikings and Odin and all that kind of stuff, there's a few guys in our church that are all not into that, but they've studied that and they mm-hmm. were they were fired up. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, but the but the point is, is where it landed us was Second Corinthians four, and I know this doesn't sound much like a a Christmas message when you start reading things because the verse is verse four of Second Corinthians four says the God of this age. Has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So, for me personally, if you're going to struggle with Christmas and you're going to struggle with uh, paganism, then I think the real question is: is you need to come to terms with what the actual definition of a pagan is? Yeah, you know, pagan, historically speaking, are anyone who are not Christian. And the definition is actually one who is not enlightened. Yeah. And so that's where the whole Second Corinthians 4 comes from because yeah. they're blind. Well,
0: the reason I brought up the whole historical thing is if you're listening to this and you, this, is, this particular message was a little bit different in the fact of we're going to be able to give you just kind of the, the, the big idea mm-hmm. behind it but it's, hard, it's going to be hard to delve into this without you going into each and all that right, little right, stuff, right, you know? Right. And so that's kind of why I wanted to mention it because what I wrote down that was kind of funny that I thought while you were explaining that is so what I got from what I'm getting here is that pagans are the issue. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wrote down. <laughs> pagans that, are the but, issue. But I did like because <clears throat> essentially you did all that to transition into saying, you know, as believers, we have a role to play in the redemption of everything, which would include those christmas traditions absolutely um, absolutely, and then and the, we
1: shouldn't be so quick to pull back from paganism because what part of your life is not affected by paganism and you're
0: living in a a bubble if you think you are right um that that's the the way i used to say it when i was a student pastor years ago is we would you know because there's that there's that really uh strong pushback and we are we are to be set apart we are to be peculiar we are to be different and all yeah. that you know what i mean yeah We'd, Um, we are to, uh, stand out in a certain way, salt of the earth, all that as believers. But, you know, there's the whole, um, be in the world, but not of it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times as believers, we can have a pushback that's so strong that it's like, okay, we're not of the world, but we're not in it either. That's right. You know, that's right. And that's, that's where we have to be careful because we have a mission to fulfill. Yeah yeah and so
1: it's it's that overlap is such a great area for folks because you could easily justify legalism mm-hmm. or you could justify a license to sin that's right when you come to this. but I think the the message from Sunday was, and I think the line was redemption is in our blood it's It's what we do mm-hmm. like it's who we are, like we are people of redemption, so uh the lines that were stated were schools should be different. Because we, because Christians are there, like right. people should should feel that sense of redemption wherever there's a believer. Our workplaces should be different because we're there. Our communities should be different because we're there. Our churches should be different because we're there. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, there there could be a hard case made that if you're not seeing, you know, if you're not seeing redemption or redemptive characteristics in a church, you know, you could you know, literally consider this church to be. Either one that has lost their first love and the candlestick has been pulled, or these are people that have religion but not a relationship. You know, yeah. and that that's that's scary to think.
0: You no, know? that was my the the big idea that I wrote down that I liked of everything that you said was essentially that in but in, in one way that you phrased it is you know, and how we have to play a role in redemption is only God can take those you know this these pagan established times of year or whatever these holidays that they had established for pagan reasons and, and turn it into, you know, a time for the body of Christ to celebrate, Mm -hmm. you know, the redemption of mankind. Only God, only God could cause that transition. Right.
1: And I think there's a lot of people that struggle with, you know, just holidays in general, you know, just because Easter is so tied to an Easter bunny, um, You know, Halloween tied to Satan and Christmas tied to, you know, yes, the birth of Jesus. But there's all this pagan tradition Mm -hmm. that's involved in it. And everybody knows that December 25th was not the actual birthday of Christ. So all that to say, I think I just feel like a lot of people walked away, you know, based on the response I got, what they walked away from that was not a, okay, it's okay to... You know, play with paganism. <laughs> that, that that's not what the the message was about. I, I, I felt like what most people walked away with was a little bit of freedom, you know, and that that was a sense that I got, you know, especially from one particular guy that was like, "Man, I have really been wrestling with that," and and I knew he's like, I'm like, he was to the point where he was ready to like his kids were not going to have Christmas, hmm. and like, and think about how many how many people out there are at a point where, no, I don't care if there is this amazing candy and I don't care if it's at the church, we're not going to celebrate Halloween. We're not going to, you know, dress up and, you know, and promote Satanism or whatever. And so like, you know, and it's just crazy because, and that was my point was, you know, even as believers, it's like, what, what, what point in your life are you going to be able to bubble wrap your kids to where they never have to, mm-hmm. you know, face what we are? Because, I mean, honestly, I think we've struggled. We struggled with this. This is an area and an issue that is unsettled mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at. It's it's divisive. And and w- let me tell you where it really reared its head in a very ugly way. It had nothing to do with a holiday or anything like that. But... <clears throat> and I hate to bring up old wounds and stuff, but the whole vaccination thing—that mm-hmm. this same exact unsettled issue in the church—raised mm-hmm. um, its ugly head and and probably destroyed a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, like, it's the idea of. It's the idea of like, and you and I talked about it and we started reading up on a lot of what guys had to say and stuff. And I I think some of the best stuff, and you'll probably remember the guy, I cannot remember the guy, but, um, and I even think you're the one that sent me the article, but it was on uh, how we have to, and maybe it was Piper, I don't know, but on this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to live with at least some measure of evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember the guy who who did the arc, but it was well done, and it was like, hmm. Because you have to wrestle with that, that you know, the, the verse in First John where it says, if you say that you have no sin, you're a liar, and the truth is not in you. Like, you know, like, for you to deny evil around you is asinine. Yeah. You know, at some point, you have to come to terms with, okay, I am confident in who I am in Christ, you know? Right. And, and I am in no way advocating that you should say it's okay to hang out with sin, right. you know, enjoy sin or anything like that. But what I am saying is that there is power in the resurrection, yeah. and because of the, the power of the resurrection, sinful things can be around me, right. and I can... I can be safe. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my my funny extreme on this, and you'll remember this. And only people living around corner, Dora, <laughs> some of the area, will fully get the implication of this. But we had a few guys go through Project 28, and we, and like I said at the beginning of the of the thing, guys were. You know, people in our class were going through fake scenarios, but getting excited like these people really got saved, mm-hmm. right? And obviously the win is is that these people are learning how to share the gospel and how to turn secular conversations into spiritual conversations, you mm-hmm. know, with, with terms of like, you know, hey, can I share something with you that's changed my life? Or, hey, what do you think is wrong with the world today? You know, those are like questions that can really turn things. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway... You'll remember this as many, many years ago, like, because think about it. If you're going to be evangelistic, you're going to have to come face-to-face with paganism Mm -hmm. because that's where evangelism is targeted, right? Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) so we had some guys go through some fake scenarios, and they got super excited, and they were like, and you know what I'm talking about. In their mind, they're so fired up, I can witness to a telephone pole. I witnessed it. It doesn't matter who. I'll go anywhere, anytime, anyhow, and share the gospel. And we had two guys that we had to call down and pull back the leash because they were going into Wesley's booby trap. (laughs) Talk to me, people. Going into Wesley's booby trap to share the gospel. And they sat at the bar and shared the gospel. Now I'm gonna say these two guys no longer go to a high point and they're and they're uh the fire in their I don't
0: even know what to say. <laughs> so I don't
2: cool. even know what
1: to say. Anyway, maybe I shouldn't have brought this up. But <laughs> but my point is is like, do you see how this particular issue can can get out of hand mm-hmm. yeah. on, on both sides of the coin here? You could literally tuck yourself away and be a hermit for the rest of your life, or you could absolutely use it as a license to to go enjoy sin, yeah. you know, in honor of sharing the gospel. And yeah, and so um, that's why I felt like, I don't know why I just felt like this Christmas, I had a lot of people coming at me. I don't know if they're just where the world is right now or what they're going through. I feel like there's a lot of people right now that are ready to pull the plug, on a lot of things hmm. just to be safe versus sorry.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's um, a, for me, I, I feel like, and this goes back and you touched on it when you talked about like pandemic related things, whether it was, you know, mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine, all yeah. that kind of stuff. The biggest thing that it felt, it felt, hel- it felt helpless a lot of times from the leadership perspective of the church because no matter what you do, you kind of put yourself in one camp. And when it comes to like holidays and stuff like that, we do that as well, you know? Yeah. And so there's like the, there's the, the, the response is going to be all over the board when it comes to those things. And when it, when it comes to holidays or when it comes to like that pandemic stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're going to have the one church that's like, we're not going to have a trunk or treat because it's Halloween and right. it's this pagan thing. There's right. Some are like, well, we're, we're going to call it a, fa- a fall festival. Mm-hmm. Or I've seen people actually go to the extent of, we're going to call it a Reformation festival. Because <laughs> it's Reformation <laughs> Day, right? October 31st is yes. Reformation Day. So yes. we're like, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna try to redeem it in that right. way. You know what I mean? And, and here's the thing, or some people are just going to say, well, we're just going to have a trunk or tree, or we're going to have a fall festival, whatever. I don't care what they call it. Here, here's the thing. I don't blame anybody for their response. A church is what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. whatever a church decides to do, I don't, I, I don't necessarily blame them. Really, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I, I guess what I'm saying is, I feel like as believers, in as individuals, we need to be sensitive to that. That the, a lot of times in the church, churches feel like they can't win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. I man, give them a break. In other words. Let's give let's give our all of our brothers and sisters the same measure of grace that we would expect, right? And right. and I, that's man, you just don't see that in, in mm-hmm. like our response to things, and so it's like, you know, yeah, should we have a snowman in you know uh, a, as a decoration in our, you know what I mean? Should right. we have reindeer or whatever? Because some people going to get super critical and say, um, you know, you can't be talking about Santa Claus and Jesus because then. Kids are going to put those two in the same exactly. category, you know that yeah. kind of thing. And so it's like I, I understand that, and that's a very valid point. And mm-hmm. so we yeah we we do need to make a distinction there. But like as as individuals, I'm saying when it comes to these type of topics, like let's lead up, lead mm-hmm. up in the sense of like let's let's give our brothers and sisters, let's give each other the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. and and extend grace to one another. And you know, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and as well, I believe anything that a church does, I mean, obviously we only have one mission. And so if you are doing a fall festival, if you are doing something that is a quote unquote alternative, then obviously that needs to be evangelistic. Like yeah. somehow that event needs to, if it's drawing people from the community, if it's drawing lost people, they need to somehow be confronted with the gospel in some way. If even if it's dropping a a, a tract or a card or something in their their bag of candy or whatever, but yeah. there always needs to be. I just think that if you get around a church, you should be confronted with the gospel at some point. And uh, and so that's what I'm. That's kind of what I was really trying to help our church understand was that you should use these opportunities, these windows of opportunities, where people are kind of normally wouldn't be huddled around the fire. They are right now right. because it is Christmas or because it is Halloween or because it is right. Easter and don't miss those opportunities. And I'd like, the, can I just share the prayer that mm-hmm. we prayed as a church Sunday morning? And that was this, God, enlighten me with your light. Open the eyes of my heart that I may see the truth of my life and things around me. Bring redemption and restoration to people I know and people you bring into my path. Help me to be a voice of reason and truth in their lives. Hmm. And so that was, if you remember, that's kind of my whole thing at the end was like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be this Christmas dreading all these people that you only see once a year. Instead, could it be that you have an opportunity to be redemptive in that situation? And that was kind of it in a nutshell.
0: Amen. Amen, brother.
1: <laughs> and
2: I thought I thought the worship was good, too.
0: Yeah. I know, I know uh, Matt has to leave, and so
2: tell us, uh, tell us about worship um, from Sunday. <clears throat> oh, we broke out some Christmas music, um, Joy to the World. Did a like a really upbeat version of that? Fun. Was that
0: was that like the David Crowder version or no? no? It's
2: Jeremy Riddle, um, the guy from Ooh, one I of like the guys him. from Bethel. Yeah, David like Crowder really has a version. Doesn't does it? Does David Crowder has an old version. I think so. There's like a version of every Christmas like song that's worship related. Mm-hmm. There's wait, a million wait, versions. Real quick,
0: we did this on Unclever. Give, give me. I know it's hard. On The spot, put both of you on the spot. What is your favorite Christmas hymn? And then, what's your favorite Christmas song that's not a hymn?
2: All right, <laughs> Holly, you just smacked Sorry. the microphone. Uh, Christmas Hymn would be, uh, what's your favorite? Oh, Holy Night. Okay, that was mine. That was mine. Um, <laughs> that's Christmas actually, that song, was mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is the uh, the opening song to Christmas Vacation. It's the time do, do, Christmas time is here Yeah Anyways
0: mm. what, what about you? I bet you'll say the same thing I said What's your favorite song?
1: Man, I like so many uh, Which one means
0: the most to me? No, no, no Just what's your favorite? You uh, you're gonna get in the road And you gotta ride a mile down the road and you gotta listen to a Christmas song on the way. Which one is it?
1: Uh melee caliki. Mele Mele Is that how you say <laughs> it? Melee Mele Kaliki. Is that is it really? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me that makes <laughs> me bounce. Mine, you know? is,
0: mine mine's the same as Tyson's. What? Last Christmas. Oh yeah, Last, Last Christmas. You remember? There was that one you know. year. It's like four or five years ago where he just walked around singing, <laughs> singing that constantly. at the top of his lungs. I know. And the boy
1: cannot <laughs> sing. Like I'm telling you, like you know how people will do things on purpose and sound bad yeah. on purpose. He's not. But it is that bad. Like he'll go. He'll he'll use our bathroom sometimes, and he'll be in there singing in the shower, and I'll come in the bedroom. And because I, I got to go in the bathroom and I'll hear him singing. And I first of all, it lets me know I can't go in there. But second, I'm like, man, I do not want to go in there. It sounds awful.
0: Well, <laughs> it's like the middle school. They were I guess they were middle middle school, like young middle school age at the time. Yeah. And it's like whatever one of them starts doing, they all start doing. Right. So who knows where it started? but it was it wasn't just him because it was my, it was Bray as well they were all <laughs> singing it i remember all those guys around that age walking around singing last, last chris
1: cr- it does get in your head
0: yeah it really does wham
2: Go ahead is now.
1: that oh that is wham yeah. george michael mm-hmm.
2: wow it's a joy of the world <laughs> <laughs> um, we introduced a new song that we we did it at now and we've introduced it to the students uh, a couple times and they really like it called ancient gates Um, by Hillsong, that's really good. It's upbeat. And then we did, Oh, come all ye faithful, his name shall be. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where you get to the end and his name shall be, um, Mm -hmm. wonderful counselor, almighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And then we ended with, um, a non Christmas song that I think is really fitting for Christmas. The worthy of your name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, literally the opening lines were rumors of the son of man, stories of a savior, holiness with human hands. So yeah, Mm. it was good. Well,
0: awesome. We've got, um, Pretty, uh, let's see, coming up here, uh, th- so this Sunday will be the last Sunday of that particular series. series entitled of-
1: Christmas Sunday. Christmas
0: Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next Wednesday is really kind of our last uh, Wednesday night uh, for the year. We have students have a Christmas party, is yep. that right? And then uh, kids are, are doing a dress rehearsal for their play. There is no adult Bible study next Wednesday night, and then we'll be... Th- but there through, is
1: Project 28 graduation.
0: Okay. That is not There sure. will be – and then there will be three Wednesday nights in a row that we're off for the holiday season. Um, So coming, we've got this Sunday's regular service times on the 11th, but then three Sundays in a row, the 18th, the 25th on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, January 1st, all three of those will be one service, one at, service. at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. So anything else you guys want mm-hmm. to let good, everybody man. know about? That's good. All right. Well, we will see you guys hopefully this Sunday. All right. Sunday <laughs> gravy.